Exactly. I'm like, why does this take so long? Damn it. I, uh, I didn't have water, hot water for four days. I heard about that. Tell us about that. Well, Better yet, tell the podcast yeah. about that. So let's start it because we got some shit to talk about. We got some shit. Oh, yeah. Wait, before we actually start the episode, we should tweet and make sure everything's. Oh. Okay. Well, who wants the Twitter? Who wants. Or... I, I don't can, have the Twitters installed. I'll do the Telegrams. I can do the Twitter. I just I changed over to Tweetbot instead of the Twitter app because it was making me angry. Mm. Well, I mean, Twitter makes me angry. I'll angry you. I mean, you do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I do. Oh, and Kanzuka has already put in the chat, beat the ferret with the microphone. God, what a fucking do-gooder. <laughs> Love you, Gunzuka. Thank you. Do-gooder, you you wanted to be beaten with a microphone? Didn't we used to threaten Tal with that? Uh, yeah, but he would have liked it too, so... Welcome to the FC Need to Kill Himself podcast. I'm Roland. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I feel kind of I'm I'm sell out selly outy about that one. You're memeing so hard right now. <laughs> I am Vox. This is uh, currently Thursday, November twenty first. Lest yeah. we forget. Yep. Um. Yeah. Welcome. Boy, boy, do we have a lot to talk about today. Do we? Hol- do we? Holy shit. Good. Holy shit. Is Are that you- shit with holes or the godly kind? Um, Depends on which timeline you think we're in right now. Are we talking about, well, <laughs> yeah, which holy kind of shit are we talking about yeah. here? Um, <laughs> oh, God, where do I even start? Uh, in the news, we got the Stadia launch happening and mm-hmm. going awfully. Oh, that Google we, thing? Yeah, we have the uh, Half-Life thing happening. Yep. Which is going uh, to greatly disappoint the expectations of everyone. Yeah, we have uh, the <laughs> Star Wars executive debacle. That's oh great. my God, that's <laughs> so good. Which is greatly going to disappoint the expectations <laughs> of everyone. Um yeah, uh, it's been uh, been a bit of a week. Uh, so I mean, man, where would we like to start? We we could start with, I don't know, Disney. With Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, <laughs> no, we did start with that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we've we've we passed that. That's I mean, nobody's had anything else to say past that, really. Yeah, I, um, I, I will admit I've been loving the like people slipping that that into just. <laughs> innocuous other thing i'm not gonna lie i'm kind of a fan yeah i do like it It, it's kind of a truth to power thing yeah uh fucking even along those lines that fucking who is it prince george or whatever the fuck who did that interview that was just fucking disastrous because he's been implicated in some of the shit with epstein 
and specifically named by one of the victims. Mm. Like actual prince of Oh dear. Britain? Well, I England? mean England. Prince of England. Because people have been talking about how deep this actually goes for a while now. Yeah. Uh and it's it's not good. Prince Andrew is the one, not George. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so Prince Andrew. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I don't know my princes. I don't pay attention because I'm a bad who gives bad a fuck colonist. about royalty? Yeah, you're you're a terrible British colonist. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, no, he <laughs> so this dude was implicated as being one of the gentlemen who uh you know had sex with the sex slaves that apparently mm-hmm. Epstein mm. was keeping. Mm-hmm. And uh in it the 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 victim was like, Oh yeah, I, I remember he was dancing everywhere and he was just sweating profusely. I remember him specifically because his sweating was so gross. <laughs> <laughs> and, gross. and like in this interview when he's like, oh, yeah, there's some problems with that, though, because at the time I couldn't sweat. I, I was not able to sweat. I had a medical condition. But he was that, there. That, that prevented me from sweating. Uh-huh. Um, his, his argument isn't that he wasn't there, no, but that he wasn't sweating. He's arguing that she couldn't have remembered him being there and sweating because he wasn't sweating because he couldn't sweat because apparently he was shot at and, quote, suffered an overdose of adrenaline that's not that's not how that works yeah i'm pretty sure that won't not a medical condition Um, and it's really funny because you can literally just google prince andrew sweating and is it a thing and there's just pictures old pictures from that era (laughs) of him sweating profusely oh Oh, good (laughs) do they have like the giant pit stain oh god yeah oh oh god i'm gonna have to look this up now and then another one is like he was like oh yeah and you know with that picture i don't think that picture happened like doing everything short of like calling the picture outright fake yeah the Um, picture's a liar yeah where he was like oh yeah because as a member of the royal family i just don't show public displays of affection and once again, just Google Prince Andrew with armor around girl. And yep. it's just picture after picture after picture. Not to mention, like, you know, royal family doesn't show public displays of affection. They got married in public. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Everything about Andrew. But everything they do is public. Like, yeah. It's just funny because he's getting just fucking dunked on hard over and over and over again by the media <laughs> right now because of that interview. It was so bad. Oh, oh, good times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in completely unrelated news, uh, an executive at uh, Lucasfilm, sorry, I mean Disney, because um, they're the same thing now. Yes. Um, <laughs> the president of Lucasfilm, uh, Catherine, Kathy, Katie, it starts with a K, one of those K names, Karen. Um <laughs> Anyway, she's the president. Superb reporting skills, tell. Well, fucking <laughs> fine. I'll I'll fucking look Some it up. Some bitch, what's her name? <laughs> Couldn't figure out a new idea for a Disney plot. Uh, let's just. Who is the president of Lucasfilm? It's Kathleen Kennedy. There we go. Here, Kathleen. Copyright strike. Kathleen. I knew it started with a gay. Anyway, Kathy. it doesn't matter because she's a fucking moron. Uh, because she, for some unknown fucking reason, 
uh, when talking about the new Star Wars movie, started talking about how hard it is to make a Star Wars movie because they just don't have anything to go off of. There's no source material. Ex- <laughs> specifically, she said, we don't have 800-page novels or comic books to go off of. Yeah, that, well, that's exactly what struck Star all, Wars. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> this is the 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 richish, you know, I'm I'm gonna stereotype here. Richest, richish, you know, white girl in her walk-in closet, standing in the middle, going, "I have nothing to wear. Yeah, there's nothing for me to put well, on." Like, man, the one thing that like all the Star Wars nerds I know about have to talk about. The amount of fucking books, comics, and offshoots of yeah, Star Wars no, it's that have nuts. ever existed. Like, it, it, it's fucking insane. Let's look. I'm Dude, just going to Google how she, many Star Wars novels there are. She's like, yeah, we don't have 800 page books. Like, yeah, you do. You literally have them. If I recall, canonical books. No, no, no. I call them novels. So, uh, that's the thing. Is She's complaining because once Disney took over, Disney basically went, like, just completely yeah, said... But- all no, the novels I, I mean, and all of the comics are non-canon as sure. of now. I just mean that there were. There and were. And they were canon but, up so, until that point. So I appreciate what they did there, right? Because they need to be able to move their own way forward. Yeah. But you can't then turn around and go, you, we don't have any inspiration for content. You, because you, you do. have to shirk the entire... like. No, Star do. Wars up until that point... like. You when you reboot, you can decide to remove it from the entire rest of the series. That's what they did. Yeah, right. They took so, everything that wasn't theirs and said, "This isn't canon." Yeah, right. It doesn't not exist. It's just yeah. no longer. But I mean, that unquote, doesn't that official. doesn't really mean that they don't have any ideas. They're not starting from scratch. That's the thing, yeah, is you've got lots of inspiration to draw on well, just because it's not canon anymore doesn't mean it's not reference material yeah or something yeah. that existed in the first place and that they could homage especially when they like, have already gone to that source material once plucked one of the most popular bits out and brought it right back it's into canon. it's not like they completely dismiss did they completely dismiss like the first six movies no, 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 no. The first no, no. The, the movies the, are canon because it sounds yeah. like they have a lot to go on in that respect. Well, because okay, the first six movies are all canon. Yeah, all the movies only are canon. The movies, no, no, yeah. not only the movies. Oh, the the movies are canon, and specifically episodes one through six. Not no other movies that existed are canon. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter what they're called. Well, not like a Star Wars Christmas special, or I don't know what you're talking. Whatever they surely had. Talk, though, can I say in uh, the Mandalorian? If you have you seen it. I have no. not seen it. Okay. The the Mandalorian references Life Day. Oh, no. And I'm like, no, you just canonized it. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, there are two series, two cartoon series that are also canon now, Rebels and Clone Wars. Okay. I think they're also canon. So, so that's the thing is in Rebels, they brought Admiral Thrawn over, and he is a Legends character. He was written by Timothy Zahn in a, a tri- trilogy and has basically been a like flagship character yeah. mm. of the non-canon Star Wars stuff. Yeah, so it's the Star Wars extended universe, and it's yeah. technically not canon. So basically, Disney's like, yeah, all that, just think of it like fan fiction. 
But the, the the problem is, is that they're complaining that they have nothing to go off of when they're literally in the best position you could possibly be in yeah. as a creative or a writer, where they have this massive, unholy expanse of fucking material yeah. to go off of with zero obligation to maintain accuracy. Exactly. Mm. Right. So and they can just cherry pick whatever the fuck they want and then do whatever the fuck they want with it. We, and and when the fans go, that's not how it went. They go, well, we said it wasn't canon. Yeah, and I, like, I think CBS went through something like this with Star Trek a while ago, because Star Trek has a, a a a line drawn between official and non-canon material. Because mm-hmm. there's a bajillion Star Trek novels, just like there's a bajillion Star Wars novels. Yeah. Oh my god, there's there's so many. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> so that's the thing is, there's there's a dozen yeah. people. They could just be like. Hey, you writer for this novel, you sold like 30 novels back in the 90s for Star Wars. They sold millions of copies. Can we borrow you for like $10,000 and see what you can come up with? So so there's a subreddit now called Saltier Than Crate. (laughs) Uh, Because apparently the official Star Wars subreddit, well, not official, but the actual like Star Wars subreddit started banning people for saying that they didn't like The Last Jedi. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. This is uh, this is the um, and, uh, Fallout 76 problem all over again. Yeah, and the thing is, like, just to show what a fuck up the current... Because they're trying to do redo a lot of the comic books. Because they want comic books back, apparently. Yeah, they're still incredibly popular. So, so I'm going to spoil a bit from the... Uh, Star Wars, the currently, current, what was the one where, the last one that came out, was that The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway. Episode 8. Yeah. Spoilers! What, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, that's a you problem at this point. Um, What the movie tells us. It's not that old. Uh, Luke was <laughs> training a new generation of Jedi, including his nephew, Ben Solo. Luke began to sense darkness in Ben, and would see it. Mo- uh, in moments during his training one night luke went to confront ben and sensed that snoke had already turned him and he would destroy everything luke loved luke thought about killing him but hesitated ben woke up during this and attacked luke knocking him out when luke awoke the jedi temple was burning ben had disappeared with half of luke's students likely to uh, likely the future knights of ren and slaughtered the rest thus kylo ren was born that's what the movie says. The comic that was published, but uh, done by Marvel, okay. the official canon, because yeah. it is current, done by Disney yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the comic book apparently says actually happened: uh, the Knights of Ren were an enemy Luke and Ben had faced before. Turns out, after the temple destruction, which he totally had nothing to do with. Poor Ben just mm. wanted to run away to his only friend, Snoke. It's all a big misunderstanding. But uh-oh, Luke's loyal remaining students are hot on his tail. How's Ben going to get out of this one? What? Mm, this is what you call dubbing shit down for kids. Yeah. So, wait, what do you mean, Ben's remaining students? Luke's remaining students. Or, yes, Luke's remaining students. They're all he dead. was alone on an island because they were all dead. 
Well, they're all dead now. <laughs> yeah, I believe half of them disappeared. The other half, from what you just mentioned, died? Well, well I mean, in one hand, they died. On the other, other hand, hand, they're hot on, on ben. Kylo Ren's tail. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I think what this is, God. is this is a lot of the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is oh doing. Oh my god. And someone is trying yeah. to adapt. Oh. This is exactly what happened with um, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer season 8, which was a comic book series. Oh no. Because it was cancelled. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and yeah, it's the same kind of thing where characters kind of go in weird directions because Joss Whedon didn't do any of the comic series. He was a consultant at best. Right. Um. So yeah, you're getting weird, not real diversions off of things, <laughs> and that it, just comes across as ingenuine mm-hmm. or dis disgenuine, ingenuine, disingenuous, disingenuous. Di- yeah, I don't know. It just comes across as you don't know what the fuck the source is, which means you obviously don't. Yeah. Care. And I mean, when you're trying to be Disney and just produce comics to make money, of course you don't care. Yeah, that that's just how you work. But- but yeah. good comics can make good money. They make fuck tons of good money. If, they get turned into TV shows. If they're good, but... That what? reminds... Uh, the series Fables is being turned into a TV show. What's Fables? Did you ever play the game Wolf Among Us? No. I'll introduce you later. Okay. Because it, it's not a... That's huh. a deep conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good comic series. Um, so somehow series. Disney's running out of ideas for Star Wars? Apparently. I mean... I think they just need to they, sit down and read a book. They clear like they bought the golden goose and they're just like, uh. if I can run a Star Wars based campaign off the novels I've read, they can read a goddamn book just, Jesus, and write a movie. Jesus yeah. fucking See, Christ! What they like, really need to do is get that executive, a PR manager, to slap her and say, <laughs> "No, stop! Yeah, just don't shut up. say you don't know what you're doing." <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's business one hundred and one. <laughs> it's literally going to be the same thing if the current head of Marvel Studios is like. Yeah, we're just yeah. out of things to do. We yeah. really don't know what to do after we did Infinity Endgame. Wars. I mean, I, that was our whole plan. That, we're done. We're thousands. done now. No more superhero movies. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no. Speaking of abject failure, though. Uh, <laughs> Which ones? We're, we're gonna, Smooth segue. Yours or theirs? We're going to talk about the Google Stadia for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me about Google Stadia. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing about it. Uh, so Google Stadia is Google's new... Uh, well, re- rather, remote, I know what it's supposed to yeah. be. It's their new uh, remote gaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gaming over or gaming stream. Gaming is yeah. a service, basically. Yeah. Yes. A- a- Amazon AWS. <laughs> <Yes>. for- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. So- Google gave everyone gas. Yeah. And uh, it's it turns out it's pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's bleeding edge technology. Um, so uh, part of the thing with your pre-orders, because uh, they were offering pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Of course they were. Because pre-orders. Uh, by the way, don't pre-order. <laughs> anything ever epstein didn't kill himself and don't pre-order yeah um so uh one of the perks of the pre-order was um that you could choose a name that wouldn't have a number attached to it okay Uh, so okay okay yeah you so you got you got a special name tag but the thing is they're like yeah the uh (laughs) the they'll be handed out in orders in the order that the pre-orders were received you'll get an email for, to, in order to register your username. Okay. Um, 
so those emails didn't go out. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, so people were pissed. Uh, and then the, <laughs> they were talking about uh, how we, uh, with their marketing team, put out a thing saying we are at you know uh an exciting time in history where we get to do this and it's like where the, the, the magic of providing people with yes. an internet service ah uh, yes this is truly a magical time I in mean, history they're not even the first ones to do it i know that was firefly gaming services yeah and then nvidia did it too like i mean playstation does it now streaming games to your computer is not a new service not new at all and they're like yeah it's a magical time in history and they specifically reference being able to choose a username like that it was like excuse me bitch pay locking the usernames is already Already it's also like the whole problem with usernames is that they they're both unique and terrible identifiers for I, yourself. Yeah, I kind of wish we'd go back to the ICQ days where you just get a number and that's yeah. fucking you well, like, for forever. You know, well, you know why? Like, you know, Discord actually gives you the number with your username because then that means you get to choose whatever fucking username you want. Yeah, you and it's collide. still unique. Yeah, and well, and then on top of that, since it's built into the system, they just redact the number, and then you can have your name. Yeah. Right, the, the, unique, magic. the unique attachment to your ID could be 100% transparent and no one would care. Mm-hmm. And everyone would like it because you could have your username. You could have 1,900 fills on there yeah. and <laughs> no one would know that there's a difference other than I mean, yeah. some piece or, of identifier, right? Or just go the Steam Destiny route where you can set a, dis- a separate display name right from your username which is what most as, people do yeah, right as most services I, do now I this literally, isn't magical i was literally playing destiny the other day who with a guy whose name was the unicode characters alt f4 yep <laughs> i the fact that they support um, unicode? unicode and they support their own emoji like their own emoticons <laughs> in the game is brilliant. Yeah. Like 100% um, amazing. So, yeah, the that's a thing. Uh so the uh so people those emails didn't go up. So people couldn't register. Yep. Which means they couldn't use the service that they paid for. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh after that, it turns out that if you used a Google for Business account, you know, where in or the basically if you had that google mail thing set up where you didn't get a gmail you used your own mm-hmm. uh, um your own email address uh those weren't supported so you couldn't use those you they allowed you to sign up or they allowed you to purchase it yeah you can pay for it Using, but now you can't sign in but you can't sign in with it what yeah <laughs> that that's that that frustrates me because that is oversight that your team who is going to be talking to literally the infrastructure giant that is <laughs> Google Cloud they, Services, should have been like, hey, this is literally a fundamental function of how we work. Just log into the API. Yeah. Mm. Clearly they didn't. No. So those didn't work. Um, people still haven't gotten their emails, by the way. It's already launched. And, and, and like, it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be a gong show. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that... In, <laughs> you can't so say you just got your package you got your controller and your chromecast thing that comes with it yep 
and you plug it in and you go to the browser, you open up your web browser and you go to stadia.com or whatever the fuck and you go register. Imagine a world where when you did that, it said, please download and install the app in order to register. Cause that's the world we live in today. The app, the stadia what? app on Android or iOS. So you have to, have a, f- a separate device? Yes. You must have either an Dude. iPhone or an Android phone in order to fucking register. Okay, that's a massive fuck up. Um, <laughs> like, and, like, fundamentally, that's a fuck user up. Not fucking only that, app. Not only that, but when the app first launched in the Google Play Store, which, by the way, is the only store it's on, so if you have an Amazon Kindle device, it still doesn't fucking work. Um, the only devices that were actually supported by the app were Google Pixel devices. Of course. <laughs> because, because fuck the rest of the world, I Because guess. Google has said that the Pixel devices are the only things that uh, will support streaming games to it. Sure. On Stadia. So they made sure the app is only supported on it, too. <laughs> but you need the app to sign up. So you better hope someone around you who Locking. doesn't own a Stadia wow. has an iPhone or a Pixel. I think they fixed that issue since. I hope so. <laughs> but because it, otherwise it's going to crash and burn. Yeah, but at least when it launched on launch, yeah, the there were several reviewers who had to, like, find, like, like hey followers do any of you have oh, a yeah. fucking phone no, i can no, borrow like for there, 10 minutes? A, there were a bunch of publications that had to like find the one fucking intern with the pixel device and use their pixel to fucking register for the service oh the stadia app on ios on the apple store has a 3.9 and a 5 rating Ooh. <laughs> that, that is low yeah and then and then um <laughs> a lot of the games that were supposed to come out with it didn't. Uh, of course. Got a three on Google Play. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, and then uh, you had uh, some of the people, like uh, some of the publications like Gamers Nexus. Um, the, like, can you download it on your phone and open it? Stadia uh, I'm, app? I'm, no, I'm not. I, but I can. Here's... Are you able to install it, though? Does it give you the option? Yeah. Uh, okay. Because it would say, like, not supported on your device. If really? So I think they fixed that issue. But, yeah. So then other publications. One of them. Uh, one of the ones I, I really like, Gamers Nexus, uh, with Tech Jesus there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did a teardown of the of Stadia, which is literally just a controller. Yep. Um, did a teardown of it. Um, <laughs> so to open this controller up, you undo a Torx screw in the back. Mm-hmm. After which, it's held together by so many clips mm-hmm. that are so fucking hard to open mm-hmm. that he literally had to dremel the controller apart just <laughs> to open the clamshell. Excuse me. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. It's got a zero <laughs> user serviceability rating. Oh, yeah. Like, he was using, like, heat guns and shit. Yeah, he... Like, that, that means you're fucked. Don't, yeah, don't. This is a guy who he managed to take apart the twenty RTX twenty eighty Ti with its like you know forty eight fucking screws and glued on thing that you have to heat gun off mm-hmm. and shit. He's not 
like he's not new to taking shit apart. Yep. And he was like, yeah, we had to Dremel it apart. It, w- we couldn't get it. And even like he was showing the clamshell afterwards Look, man, the like, clips he's like these clips even oh fully open are so hard to push they just don't fucking move and it, like i've opened <laughs> my fair share of electronics i've never had to fucking dremel anything in half yeah so i just googled ifixit stadia and the first thing that comes up is that video titled google stadia controller teardown and disassembly nightmare yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man stadia you fuck up yeah well, um and then after some of the marketing shenanigans where Google was talking about quote unquote negative latency, because <laughs> you know that's physically a thing that can happen. Oh yeah, that d- d- let's just break the laws of fucking time. Yeah, I can physically make my packets go faster than yours. Yeah, what? Yeah, that we can we can reduce we, we like they were talking about how they could like, and I'm not just talking about like you know reduce latency reduction. I'm talking about they literally said that they could reduce latency below zero to negative latency. Excellent. I, I'm so not. It takes negative uh, milliseconds? Yes. It turns that back it, time? Those yeah, are, exactly. Those Excuse, are literally what? words that they said. You can get more than Sta- one packet in a millisecond. So, Stadia, it turns back time. Yeah. Literally. Like, and and they, they were talking about how they were going to use. Um, <sighs> uh ai and shit to like predict inputs and shit before you did them and stuff like yeah because that's what we all need it's such a bad idea part of our gaming (laughs) i didn't push the crowd what the fuck literally if you look up stadia negative latency it says right here look negative latency is a concept by which stadia can set up a game with a buffer of predicted latency between the server and player. Okay, man, like, this is equivalent to somebody going up to a player piano and pretending they're a musician. Yeah, well, like, I just... This no, is bullshit. I, it it clearly it. cannot work the way they say it does. Yeah. And now, the fact that they're trying to make it work this way only sets it up see, for I, I an can, abysmal failure. I can understand spinning up multiple threads with predicted inputs and then just having it pre-calculate having those. it ready yeah and then but, you hit the button and it goes to it but how can you understand what the press is until you receive it exactly right so negative so latency is not, not a thing possible <laughs> unless unless we're going into that quantum computing where it knows what you but, want to do before you do so it sounds like what they're talking <laughs> Which, about also isn't that quantum computing it, it sounds like what they've tried to implement is this weird predictive thing that would equivalent to zero latency negative latency how the fuck are we? How right. does that this supposed to even work? Could you imagine, marketing. Could you imagine playing Guitar it's, Hero? No, it's not marketing. It's lying. <laughs> well, it's no. straight up fucking lying to people. No, it's not. Right? You can buffer inputs. There's no problem there. Right? You can set up a protective list. Right, but they're talking about these future predictions of buttons you haven't pressed yet. Yes. Yes. That's, that's exactly. how AI works. Yeah. So right? the AI it, goes, it makes a guess on what you're going to do, and if you get it, if it gets it wrong, it learns and tries again. Yeah, that's machine learning, and basically what happens then that's it why just it, sounds awful. That's why the captcha s- is constantly hitting you with pictures. Yeah, yeah. It, so that and what ends up happening is when it, it'll it predicts it's like ah, pretty sure he's gonna hit the A button right here, and it'll already start pre-processing that, and then it receives it, and it's like ah, but then you get A. Here you go, it's ready. So, but then you've got an AI predicting shit until it eventually learns your playstyle enough and to then replicate it, just plays it. it for you. So here's the thing that I, I don't get, right? 
I can understand it working if it works well, right? I'm going to push this button so it processes it so that when I do, the picture does what I, you know, you don't have the lag between input and, and response. Right, yeah. But what happens when it's wrong? It right? just... Does it just fuck up the input <laughs> and then it has to reprocess the new one? Like, well, that's, do you that's go what stumbling I'm... down halls because the game fucked up? This is what I want to know. Like, do. if I push A and it predicts B, what the fuck happens? That, that, that's just, what I want to see. I assume it just keeps processing uh, the game as yeah, live so, or as normal. Or just fucking stutter steps you into the button you originally pushed. What like, I think is going to happen is that it's going to introduce latency. Yeah. Because now it has to process yeah, your input. It, it has to retcon twice. your button pushes. Right. Well, well not just not just twice. We're talking like uh they're, they're like from the th- um none of this is official, but from the th- like the people who are talking about how it theoretically should work, we're talking about hundreds of threads. Yeah. Hundreds of predictions per second per user. Yep. So hundreds of threads of a single game for a single user already pre-calculated at any given time yeah, kind of situation I, again i will i'm gonna give it the year and we'll see where it is then yeah but it's clearly not worth my time now no not to mention i don't have time for another gaming platform no and it's not like it's cheap it's like 180 fucking dollars yep and, and like, then you have to buy the games yeah it doesn't come with any games you still have to buy the games Jeez. so basically the whole thing has <clears throat> yeah. just been a shit no show. way in hell yeah. Uh, and I remember when it first came out, I'm like, this could be cool or it could be terrible. And I mean, like it might just be the cynic in me, but I never saw this actually happening. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that, uh, the Google Soli thing, those hand gestures. Yeah. That came out with the pixel four and, uh, turns out th- that was terrible. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny because I've played, I, I did the test run of PlayStation now. Yeah, which is Sony's game mm. streaming service, which is available on PC now. Yeah, which is mm. great. So you can stream like from your PlayStation Four to PC. N- not just that; you could do that before. Now, if I have a PlayStation Now subscription, I can play the games with just my computer. Oh, I don't need the PlayStation and the to PlayStation do it. Servers render it for you. All right, so it's the exact same technology; it's just the old version of it. There's none of this AI bullshit in the way, and it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. The games come out perfectly clear. They're they're they render fine. Um, the only problem I had with it is it's a little latent. Yeah, you know, a little as, a little slow on your inputs because it has as to, it would be. And but I at least that. at least with a situation like that, you're adjusting to the latency exactly. But the latent and, like because which you can do, I would assume more reliably than an AI can respond to your. Yeah. Well, and honestly, when and you're for playing, now anyway, like, like it's certainly not going to be a technology that's ready. Yeah. Mm. Well, and uh, honestly, when you're playing games like fucking Rayman, it, the latency is not that big of a deal. No. A few milliseconds. Doesn't it's matter. it's the high performance. <clears throat> yeah. Things like first person shooter games, or Com- like anything competitive. Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah right? let's Could you play imagine old... having latency in Dark Souls? You Oof. would rip your face off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. In other words, Stadia sucks. Uh, don't do it. Not until they significantly let them improve it, it, yeah, and prove it's worth time. Um, or it's Google. Just let them kind of like toss it in the bin after a year or two. So then, uh, in other hopefully not abject failure news, <laughs> uh, we have uh, Steam in the news now. Yeah, uh, yeah. This actually does make me hopeful. Uh, Half Life Three confirmed, basically. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> not no, what people it's wanted. Half Life, Half Life One and a Half 
Confirmed. Yeah. So uh, Steam has announced that they're releasing a new Half-Life game. For the uh, first Half-Life time. Alex. Alex. Yeah. And uh, but it's going to be a VR game. I mean, mm-hmm. this does sound exciting. The reason I'm excited is it's a major studio handling VR, which is new. Yeah. Well, not and just that. Um, this is actually part of uh, what they were talking about when they released the index, where they promised a quote unquote triple A class VR experience, mm-hmm. and that's what Half Life Alex is supposed to be. This is Steam's supposed vr magnum opus to show everyone what the tech is capable of Mm -hmm. which is a bold statement it is yeah and hopefully it's not an abject failure don't pre-order don't (laughs) pre-order like anything don't don't pre-order um if it works well i'm see i'm excited because if this works well and it is a good game um this could re-inspire new interest in VR. Yes, it could revitalize it. And one of the things about VR now is that with the new line of headsets that just came out, the Valve Index, the Rift S, oh, excuse me, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's just the Valve Index and Rift S at the moment for the, the mainline ones. Vive Cosmos? Uh, oh, the Vive Cause, is that out now? Yeah, I think it, it just came out. Um, it's available for free delivery from uh, Best Buy. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, but with the new headsets, one of the things that I, I must say is that if you have tried like a Rift or a Rift Pro or an original Vi- uh, uh sorry, a Rift or like a Vive or a Vive Pro, like oh, those original mm-hmm. uh, first gen and first and a half yeah. gens your, your ones. releasing your polish. Um, these new ones are uh, like a lot of people talking about like, like would expect them to be like just a uh iterational improvement kind of thing uh but they are actually like the the experience is night and day between these new headsets and the old ones yeah yeah uh every single review i've read everyone is just like yeah going from like an original oculus rift or like an original vive or a Vive Pro um, to a Rift S or the um, the index, the Valve Index is a night and day difference. They are vastly superior in optics, mm. clarity, response, everything. So, uh, if you've tried VR in the past and you're like, "Well, that was dumb," and you didn't really like it, and you know, it wasn't what you were expecting. Um, see if you, if, you know, if you've what? got a friend or something uh, who's got one of the new headsets and give them a try because they really are, like, the technology has come a long way in the past couple years. It's just there hasn't been a lot of hype behind it, right? It's just kind of been there mm. in the background. What, what's the, what's the, it says here $1,000 for the Valve Index? Like, is yes. that just yeah, kind that, of the overall the price package. point? About a thousand dollars. I've noticed the pros go for like seventeen ish. The Vive Cosmos, the Pro Kit was seventeen hundred. I would yeah. recommend not getting. Uh, well, I so I haven't looked into the Vive Cosmos, um, but I I just so or the Valve. In, I take, don't. So take this with a grain of salt. But I personally wouldn't recommend Vive right now in the current marketplace. Um, 
The Rift S is significantly cheaper, though. It's uh, at Best Buy right now for 550 bucks Canadian. Yeah, and see, that's, that's more reasonable. Yeah. Um, right. The Index is $1,000 Canadian, and that's a full kit. That's your... Your uh, your controllers, your headset, and your light boxes, everything. It's thirteen nineteen Canadian. Uh, thirteen nineteen. <clears throat> okay, sorry, that must have been a thousand dollars American. Yeah. yeah. Um. So thirteen nineteen Canadian for that. So it more than twice the price. Um. There is a fairly significant performance difference between the two. The Valve Index operates at one hundred twenty hertz. Mm. Uh, the Rift S operates at eighty. Mm. Uh, the Valve Index can handle warehouse size VR. Whereas the Rift S, well, you don't have lighthouses, but it's still kind of constrained to the size of space you can select because it needs like landmarks and shit because it operates, it's out uh, inside out yeah. tracking. So it uses cameras and stuff to track everything on the headset. So it kind of mm. needs things to look at. So you can't, uh, you can theoretically use it like the, It'd be useful anywhere. up to a certain range where like you yeah. have some landmark of like a wall or something yeah kind of situation uh it needs stuff to look at to track right okay. yeah if you, if you just you put it in a room. Room. The, like the difference between needing no setup or like needing space yeah um so with the valve index uh what you're getting is you get your lighthouses which that's kind of a problem for some people they don't like it the yep. outside in tracking because mm-hmm. you have to set them up Yep. Uh, and you have to have a space that's appropriate. Yeah. And dedicated and, almost. Yeah. Well, and when you set up your lighthouses, that's just your VR space now. You can't really yeah. move it without taking down your lighthouses and resetting everything back up. <laughs> Whereas the Rift S. Well, you don't have to take it down, but like, yeah, you'd have to. Keep... Yeah. Or buy more lighthouses. Which. Because that's cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the Rift S, where despite its uh, slightly less accurate tracking. But still more than adequate. Um, it's just like things like since it uses the cameras to track the hands, uh, if you put your hands behind your back, yeah, you lose it, them. You lose them. Uh, so stuff like that. But honestly, how many times you're putting your hands behind your back, right? Yeah. So there, yeah. there's like little things with the Rift. But what it lets you do is there's no lighthouses. Mm-hmm. You just put the headset on, turn the thing on, and it's like, okay, what are your bounds? And you literally can stand in a room and using the cameras built into the headset, you just point. And draw it around you, and you're like, "This is my safe bounds." And yeah, see, I like, mm. I like that. Yeah, like that that That's, has some real nice. That that sounds a lot more practical for, for your average people. consumer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like but not just that. That's not even the cool part. The cool part is that it can remember up to some number of rooms. Mm. So you Ooh. have profiles. Yeah. So you can have profiles, or you can wander from room to room. Yeah. Nice. Wandering from room to room is that's big. Yeah. So, uh, if you you know if you're it, you got your nice big VR space, you have that. Is and it you, a wireless headset? Uh, no, neither of them are. Okay, and that that's hard. Like that's Very. difficult technology. Uh, um, I think the only one that actually has a first party wireless is the Vive. Is and the, the Vive, Vive Pro? The Vive Pro. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the wireless on that requires a dedicated PCIe port. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, reco- well, it is a little more annoying than you'd imagine because you need the batteries to power the fucking thing yep. and like, but yeah, dedicated PCIe port, which, so if you're running mini ITX like me and Matt and 
actually literally everyone in this house, uh, you're fucked for mm-hmm. that. Um, and then uh, also there's been problems with it with uh, uh, AMD systems specifically because mm-hmm. of the way the fucking like IRQ balancing works. Yep, B- because it needs to be so. Uh, it's so low latency. Yeah, it's so latency sensitive. Because trust me, anything that fucks with your your rendering in VR uh, fucks with you directly. Because your whole world just <laughs> yeah. stops working. Yeah, you're and just there sta- is nothing more nauseating. Like, like you're just turning, and then suddenly the world freezes and starts turning with you. <laughs> like, it, it hurts. It, All that graphical artifacting and fucking VR would be terrible. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. The, the worst is when you're standing there and the game's just like and boop. Because <laughs> you wow. want to fall sideways, yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, so yeah, uh, but yeah, so the the I'm not suggesting like myself. I personally am most excited for the Valve Index because it's got <laughs> yeah, the high resolution, too. the high refresh rate. It's got the really cool knuckles controllers. Not it, that I'm going to be upgrading anytime. It really <laughs> is an enthusiast well, class VR see, setup, like, which is what I I'm, I'm happy for, for having. Yeah. If there's one thing I'm happy for, like not having bought a VR headset yet for is like I get to choose one of the much more refined refined yep. models. Yeah. I knew when I bought the Pro, I knew I was buying into bleeding edge market. Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew I was gonna get an imperfect product. But because it's not like it's not like they were bad in the first place. No, they they are still really decent. Yeah. Like right and I've spent hours, hours in my, my my pro, right? I've been I think I got wandering like, around Skyrim. I think I got like Ooh, thirty yeah. or forty hours in VR chat alone right now. Yeah, I like I just... <laughs> so it, it's just it, it it it. I do like my first gen system, but like yeah, like I said. So if you want truly enthusiast class, best of the best experience for like not setup experience, but best of the best in VR gaming experience. Then you've got the index, which, like I said, high resolution screens, ultra high refresh rate, yep. all that cool shit. The knuckles controllers, which are fucking badass. Do have they solved the screen door problem any better? Uh, it is better because they switched from using OLED with its uh, Penta whatever uh, layout to LCD, mm-hmm. uh, which has a higher uh, micropixel count i guess uh so the screen door effect is reduced also the optics on both headsets are phenomenal i'm gonna have to try and find somewhere that's demoing uh index yeah and then from Mm. the index which is yeah like the enthusiast class then you have like the normal people one that most people would probably be more interested in that's the rift s that's the one super easy setup uh you don't have to have lighthouses you don't have to have anything sub 600 yeah. is going to be appealing to the average person because that's right that's a PlayStation. And the Rift is not by any means a poor experience. No. Um mm. you know it, it's just it, and it definitely has advantages over the index uh, especially in again ease of use and setup. Will it sell my face to Facebook? Uh no, as far as I'm aware, Oculus and Facebook are Oculus while owned by Facebook is still, it's still independent yeah um for now yeah for now um and it also doesn't do facial scanning for now (laughs) for now does it do eye tracking do they do eye tracking i don't think either of them do yet because yeah there's a new one of the new vive ones there's a vive pro edition that has eye tracking tracking in it yeah which okay yeah yeah i I don't know about the whole eye tracking thing seems a little it 
So eye tracking is very useful in VR, actually, because what it allows uh, VR systems to do is selective render detail, depending Mm -hmm. on what you're looking at. Oh, save on computing power based exactly. on where you're looking. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. Because if I'm focused here, I don't need all this to be in high detail. Well, that that and it can give you an actual an actual depth of field. Yeah, which yeah. is would be pretty cool. Um, so the the cool thing about uh, well, because one of the things with VR that not a lot of people realize is, uh, it is massively compute and video intensive mm-hmm. because well, uh, I'm certainly not getting. VR until I've upgraded my computer. Yeah, the, yeah, well, that's the first step. You, so <laughs> I run right now VR off of a 1070 Ti, and I normally don't struggle. Normally, because okay, I've got a 10, I, I've got a 1060. You might have some problems. Yeah, you're, I, you're I probably have to like keep it pretty low res if I wanted to do anything like well, that. Well, that's just it. You, you just, actually can't adjust the resolution. Oh, really? It depends on what you're running. You, you, I know you can adjust oversampling in Steam VR. I mean, could you, you can subsample too? Are there yeah. not things can you could you? adjust, such as like rendering detail or like it really depends? It depends on the on game, the game mm. right? It's, it's just like any game. The graphics settings are central to the game itself, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in, in Steam VR, like, so most of the time with Steam, Steam wants you to run at like a 200 percent super sample. I have to set mine to one hundred percent. Otherwise, there are some rooms in VR chat that just don't function. Yeah, um, you want to try to keep your frame rate above ninety FPS yeah, at all times minimum, right? And you're doing that on these new headsets on two fourteen forty p screens. <laughs> so you need ninety FPS at dual fourteen forty p resolution. Yeah, that's it becomes a bit of a challenge. It, it's a pushy it's, that's a big ask. It's a pushy it's, mobile. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty big ask for most computers. So like if you're looking at getting into it, I like a video card I would recommend getting if you're looking at upgrading soon is like the twenty seventy super. It's a it's about a seven hundred fifty Canadian dollar card. Uh, you can find it for a little cheaper, a little more, depending. On, yeah, shop around as always. Yeah, shop around and w- w- what company you're getting. I mean, from. Well, Black Friday is coming up. Yeah, Black mm-hmm. Friday is coming up. Also, like you know, is it the OC edition or the BFG, yeah. whatever? Uh, but a- around seven fifty ish, and it will do. It'll do anything VR. Uh, and then on top of that, it's a pretty future-proof card, uh, yeah. so it'll last you my, for a while. My 1080 is lasting me a lot longer I mean, than I thought. Yeah, really, the, like as far as future-proof goes, the 1060 has done me since yeah, the day I bought it. Both the the 10 and the 10 Ti series have been like they were rock like, solid. I have no issues running any games. Nope. Like I don't run VR, the, so thankfully I don't need anything more powerful than do, that. Do you guys remember the 8800 GTX? A little bit. I mean, not that or, I ever owned one. Or 8800 GT. Back when that card came out and that was like the god tier card. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember people who definitely still had those cards, like the ones that were keeping their oldest computers alive. Oh yeah, they, well those cards like they were legendary and they lasted for years. Yeah, because no, they, they were, were just, they were good. They were so good. Mm. But yeah, uh, so exciting times for VR. And I hope, I hope, I hope Half Life Alex doesn't suck. Isn't a yep. flop. Um, 
And as long as granted, it's fairly narrative and immersive, I, you you're know, probably okay. I, I have, I do still have faith in Valve. I mean, I'll still never they pre-order. They haven't, you know, like they haven't released a game in a while, but we, their we track record is pretty look, man, solid. You, for okay, Valve has never released games before their time, <laughs> or rather, they've they've always they, taken their time with these games. The fact that this has taken so long, I don't really consider a strike against Valve. No. No, they haven't given us a reason to be concerned. No. Right. Right. But still, I'm keeping, I'm keeping yeah. my expectations realistic, as yeah. should everyone. As long as I am as enthralled in that <laughs> game as I am in uh, and Skyrim or... It's going to be a really cool opportunity. I mean, Fallout 4 is boring as fuck. Because like VR for me, but even if that's this a isn't problem. even if this isn't Half Life Three, people have still been biting, it, chomping at the bit for a new Half Life game. They just want to revisit the world and yeah. in VR, which yeah. which if, trust me, if, as long as they don't fuck it up, is going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Right, we... we should we should get Car on here. Yes, we should. Um, and then read our one email. We have an email. Uh, I saw one. Is it actually an email? Yeah, it was from Loke. Excellent. Tal. Right. Tal. I'll go Tal. set that up. Tal. 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 Ral. Ral. Nal. Don't do it. Bal. Don't die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight we're going to continue to address the ama- amount of amazing and gross corruption that exists within uh, our democratic process and government. Uh, we're going to discuss the horrendous overstepping and overreaching of power, uh, and we are going to generally be talking about a great big white buffoon. And no, for once, I'm not talking about Trump. Although, granted, the impeachment proceedings that have been going on all of this week, so again, for reference, I'm recording this on the morning of November the 21st. Of course, we've had uh, about three and, well, three and a half days now as the process sort of kicks off for this morning uh, on the impeachment increase. And originally, of course, I was going to be talking all about this and and trying to be covering it in more detail. But really, it's basically just witness gets called, continues to produce more damning evidence along the same vein that we already are talking about. And then Republicans immediately dismiss all of it because truth is rather inconvenient when you can just lie or put your fingers in your ears and hum very loudly, I guess. Anyway, when things actually start hashing out of that, I'm going to talk about that more. But... I am I'm wanting to talk about, again, all of these same themes that I've just alluded to, but a little bit closer to home for at least uh, the cast of Unfurled. So, you've heard me rant and rave a few times about uh, Jason Kenney, who, for those who do not know, is the current premier of Alberta. Now, we've already had a few, of course, amusing cases of him doing things like clashing with government. You may recall that, uh, actually, now a few years ago, uh, I was talking about the sort of merger that was going on with the two conservative parties here in Alberta. Uh, But I'm not the only one talking about it. So let's go step back just a step or two is right now in front of the Alberta legislation. So our right, our mini parliament, we've got a bill going up there called bill 22. Now it's an omnibus bill that deals with um, a lot of various like rejigging of uh, departments and things like that basically trying to, you know, find efficiencies in government, etc. Now, I have absolutely said before that I'm entirely okay with, you know, a 
big government and I've obviously I've spoken before and how I like things like healthcare and education and stuff like that to be taken care of uh, by our government. I think it's one of their jobs. And of course, I'm also a fan of being able to do so efficiently. I don't like my tax dollars wasted as much as anybody else. But the big problem with this particular bill, and one of the things that is going to be disappearing under Bill 22, is the Office of the Elections Commissioner. Now, in Alberta, this was actually an office that was put into place by the previous government uh, as a way to continue to enforce uh, election rules, basically making sure that the rules are being followed and having the authority to uh, dole out fines or more if needed or if required uh, in the event that election rules have been breached. Again, I think this is a very important thing. I think everybody who lives in, well, any country really, but especially a democratic country, wants to make sure that the the processes, the rules, etc. that exist in their country are being followed and that, you know, everybody has a fair chance. I think that in the last couple of years, with everything we've seen with Cambridge Analytica, with the Brexit vote and now revote, with the, of course, the election of Trump in the first place and some of the interference that may have occurred there, uh, with all sorts of other voting irregularities that are appearing around the, the world, everybody wants to make sure that they have at least some faith in their system. Now, what Bill 22 is going to do here in Alberta is it is going to remove that office and roll its responsibilities back into um, Elections Alberta and the chief electoral officer. So why is this a problem? Well, right now, the current elections commissioner uh, in Alberta is investigating the United Conservative Party's leadership race, the same leadership race that made Jason Kenney the leader of the United Conservative Party of Alberta and subsequently premier of the province. You can see how firing the guy that's currently investigating you uh, seems like it might not work out so well, you know, because it's worked out so well for another certain buffoon that I could name in political office. Now, again, I have absolutely gone on record in saying that I don't think that Trump is at all that um, clever in terms of specifically political gamesmanship. Jason Kenney is. Uh, Jason Kenney has been in the political game in Canada for a long time. He was a serving federal shadow cabinet minister, then cabinet minister under Harper for a decade. Uh, he has been around the block and he knows what he's doing. And make no mistake, I don't think that this is exactly an accident. This happens to be the timing. Now, Supporters of Kenny, of course, have been saying that, no, we need to trim these inefficiencies. And uh, the elections commissioner has been on a complete witch hunt for the conservatives since the moment that he got hired by Notley, by the way. Uh, and also this same guy uh, was fired by the conservative government about mm, 10 years ago or so, the, the previous government. Uh, so, you know, Lauren Gibson's got some baggage and some backstory there, to be fair. However... No matter which way you slice it, getting rid of the guy who is currently investigating something that happened in your party, if nothing else, even if the intent was, and even if they were planning on doing this from day zero or whatnot, or this is one of the things, whatever, the optics on this suck, like just are awful. And at the very least, like, you know, the conservatives have been saying, oh, but the election, you know, the, the uh, investigation isn't going to stop. The investigation is absolutely going to be continued to be picked up by the chief electoral officer again because he will be taking over his duties. But will it really? Let, let's be quite honest here. Lauren Gibson, again, who's the uh, elections commissioner whose job is in an immediate threat by the passage of Bill 22. 
uh, has been saying that or has already doled out more than two hundred thousand dollars in fines for breach of election uh, financing rules during that leadership campaign. Uh, and again, I talked a while ago about this suicide candidate, this Jeff Calloway guy who had been apparently placed by Kenny specifically to torpedo his chief rival, uh, Mr. Gene, during that uh, candidate or during the leadership race that is sort of being investigated here right now. So again, you can see how this whole thing is a little bit bullshit, but the drama gets better from there. So again, of course, the NDP has been loudly voicing their concerns about this bill, but seeing as the conservatives have an overwhelming majority in the Alberta legislature, again, as I've talked and bitched about this before, is it is effectively a dictatorship as long as they all vote the way that the party wants. But like I said, this gets better because, first off, Jason Kenney has not been sitting in legislature during the entire time that these, this bill has been going through it. Uh, he's been on a trade mission to Texas, and every time somebody tries to ask him about this, he just keeps saying that he's too busy with his current trade mission to be able to answer those questions. Too busy, too busy, no comment, too busy. So, right, if only we could get a reporter with a microphone in front of him or, you know, use the Internet. Just an idea. But in addition to that, during um, the session of the legislature on Tuesday, <clears throat> Rachel Notley essentially called them out on their bullshit and had said that the uh, government house leader had been deliberately misleading in uh, their statements and in their portrayal of Bill 22 and of specifically the removal of the election, the electoral uh, commissioner. Now, little quirk with British parliamentary procedure is you're not actually allowed to accuse another member of parliament, the house, etc., of lying. It's one of those quirky little rules that, you know, you're supposed to respect. Again, we've sort of covered some of those other funky little rules again, in that you cannot be held for libel or things like that that you say in the house. Now, with that, the Speaker of the House, the, the guy that is your referee for the legislature, <clears throat> basically told Notley, you're not allowed to do that. And here's the part of parliamentary procedure that says you're not allowed to do that. However, you are absolutely allowed to stay in the legislature if you apologize. And Notley said, basically, fuck no, because what they're doing is bullshit. What they're doing is a terrible abuse of power. What they're doing is a complete and utter uh, overt corruption that I am just utterly and uh, totally disgusted. And Mr. Speaker, fuck you. I will not leave the house. I might be paraphrasing that slightly as swearing is another thing you're not allowed to do in a British parliament proceeding. Uh, so because she did not apologize because she would not rescind her statements that um, Jason Nixon, who's again, the uh, house leader was being misleading. She got kicked out of the legislature and because she has not been apologizing, she has not been allowed back in since Tuesday. That is the leader of the opposition not being allowed back in the legislature during this bill reading. Now, that's not the only thing that uh, has been drama around this uh, as well. Of course, in British law, basically, once all of your stuff and readings happens in uh, legislature or in parliament, and basically it's all said, yeah, it's all fine and dandy and you fire it up to essentially the queen has to sign it before it becomes law in Alberta. Specifically, we have a position called the Lieutenant governor who does that. And they, and she's the one that says, yep, this is now law. Put my signature on it by in the authority vested in me by her majesty, Queen Elizabeth, the second of Canada and the United Kingdom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. Uh, now this is law. 
And the NDP have actually been urging first the lieutenant governor not to sign the bill. Um, I myself have actually also sent a letter to lieutenant governor asking that at least it's deferred until proper debate can happen on this. Uh, because, again, I do think that this is an overreach of power. Again, at least wait until the investigation is finished. Uh and then the other one that, that she's trying to do is also get the uh, Alberta Ethics Commissioner to declare that all members of the United Conservative Party have a, an overt conflict of interest in the removal of the election commissioner because they're currently their party and their leadership is under investigation. And so right now, again, the ethics commissioner has refused to comment. The lieutenant governor has refused to comment. And in case you're curious, there is precedent in a lieutenant governor or a governor general, which is the federal version of the lieutenant governor. There is precedent for them not signing things into law. Now, the last time it happened in Alberta was almost 100 years ago, back in the 1930s. So, again, it's not exactly a common occurrence, but it's something on the table. Uh, and as well, of course, they're also investigating the legal uh, avenues as well, beyond just conflict of interest and things like that. So we'll see where that goes, because Bill 22 is supposed to pass through its final readings and go to its final vote this afternoon. So I guess uh, by the time the show actually airs, we might be able to have an update on that. But that's all for me for today. Of course, as always, if you have any other questions, comments, etc., us at unfurled.net or hit us up in the Telegram channel throughout the week. But my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. Oh, what did you do? What? Stop hurting your feet. All You're right. supposed to hurt yourself. So just to follow up Carr's thing there, I'm just taking a quick look at the, the news because I wanted to see if we have an update. But all of the articles I'm finding right now are from at least eight hours ago, which would be about when it was recorded. So I don't have an update on that yet, but uh, we will keep you informed as to the results of that. Surely Carr will be able to provide an update next week. So at the moment we have an email. We are going to read it. Exactly one email. And uh, Would you, one of you would like to do the honors? I can give it a read. I haven't read one in a little bit. Yeah. Hello. This one is, is titled, Hello, Wise Internet Voices. I beg to differ. Yeah, you're not a voice at all. Uh, hello, Wise Internet Voices. Here I was, complaining about cold weather and winter on the doorstep. Uh, but now it seems like it was just a few weeks of cold temperatures because it's back up to a nice warm plus four degrees. Uh, I guess I have been lucky. I guess I've been lucky, though, as many parts of Norway have seen a lot of snowfall already. Thankfully, out here on the coast, it hasn't been any snowfall yet. I can't say that I enjoy the snow, ice, and cold weather much, but I suppose or I, it could be worse, I suppose. I'm one of those weirdos that does like winter. I like parts of winter. I don't like the cold. I don't like being cold. Um, at least the long or at least the long and dark evenings give me some motivation to read some books that have been gathering dust on my shelves. Between some games and books and of course some streaming, my evenings should be pretty well occupied for most of the winter. I must say I was happy to see a new Dev and Lee book coming out soon. Uh, having enjoyed the Out of Position series, I think it's really nice of Kyle Gold to keep on writing about that great uh, fictional fox and tiger couple. Have any of you read the book series? And if you have, what do you guys think of it? So oh, I'm going to say right now, we've there has been discussions on this before, I believe on the current series of the podcast. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, 
I would recommend going back to to read through or listen I, to uh, for it. We, I'm not a big uh, fan. I appreciate Kyle Gold very much as a person. Um, the out of position books did get a little repetitive. I literally the whole book, like that entire series, is just you're you're not enough of an activist it's, for me, see, and I tie my self worth to my part, activism. Therefore, by not being an activist with me, you are directly yeah, attacking part, my self worth. Part of the problem I have with like, this particular series of books is that it suffers from the. I'm not actually going to talk about my problems until it becomes oh a much more giant problem, yep. which is I've always considered like a poor not plot good storytelling. Yeah, my least favorite trope <laughs> ever is the this whole plot could have this, been avoided yeah, if we this just entire talked to misunderstand- each other like, a, like adults. Like, and not even so, like this one giant misunderstanding could have been solved with a single sentence if we'd even bothered to talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. So if you want a full in-depth rant review of it um yeah we've talked about it before i can't remember what episode for me it's been a long time since i've read the first one and i haven't read any of the others i've read the first like three or four the first one not bad because it was a new story it still bugged me because it was literally like I uh, like you know this person basically emotionally abusing and manipulating their boyfriend into coming out and acting well, being an activist in ways they weren't ready that's for. That's just kind of everyone's motif actually. Yeah. Is abusing like shutting like sh- actively <laughs> shutting people up using sex having sex behind your boyfriend's back it for quote unquote the right reasons and for several reasons <clears throat> it would seem like they don't have a healthy relationship so it's kind of amazing no. that this is a wholesome but, story but like the, specifically the part that bugs me is that they do the whole like forcing his boyfriend to and emotionally manipulating and abusing him into coming out when he is not ready to do so and it's like that is not fair. But so, and if it, it would, it's like they they pull the "What are you ashamed of me?" card, and it's like, bitch, that is not how reality works. Like, it just yeah. as let's a talk gay about person, the number of disowning that happens when yeah, you come out to yeah, people. Exactly. Like as a gay person, I like especially as like a football celebrity. Well, not just that, but just like me in real life. If anyone told me that I had to publicly take a stance against something that could damage me personally when I wasn't ready to do so, that person would be getting kicked to the curb e- yeah. fucking immediately they, because that be, is manipulative and abusive. They'd be out the it door so fucking emotional fast. emotional abuse to, to demand let's, that somebody okay. be open let's about rem- something let, they're Let's not remember ready this is be. still fiction, but still, like, it, it is... There's a lot of controversial storytelling going yeah. on in those yeah. books. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, continuing on. My hot take. Uh, I also feel like I should ask, since I seem to remember some discussion about games in the past, which kind of board games do you guys enjoy playing? Uh, I do enjoy some from time uh, to time, although I w- will likely play cards or something like that. Mm. Uh, small local friends circle makes proper board game nights a bit more difficult. But I do appreciate some tips as to what games are worth looking at. That that is a big question that never gets smaller. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Uh, we play a lot, um, I mean, a lot of ticket, board games. Ticket to Ride things. Yeah. Uh, t- so if you're looking for like intro level stuff, and calling it intro, I always feel bad. 
it's more like these are great ways to find out what you they're, enjoy. They're easy yeah. to learn games that are very enjoyable. And they they appeal to a wide audience. It's yeah. things like Ticket to Ride, uh, games like Settlers of Catan, mm-hmm. uh, Carcassonne. Uh, there's a fucking dozens of them these days. Uh, lately, I haven't played a whole ton just because time Space hasn't alert. been my friend. I love Space Alert. That is a game that very particular Space people alert. enjoy. Space Alert is not a game I, I've actually like. I, I think I think I've played it once at your when you were living with the parents. Yeah, I really and then never Space again. Alert. It it it's one of those games that I just need to I learn. It takes a lot of setup, doesn't it? No, it You're plays really Twilight Imperium. Fast. No, I remember Twilight Imperium. Yeah, that that's a game that makes people. I want to play. I want to play again now that I'm not such a whiny, salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fair. Um, there's a new edition that I still have to christen with a new game, a new game mm. on the table. Mm. So, mm. yeah, um, no, a, a lot of because Twilight games... Imperium is fun as hell. It just takes ages. Oh, an entire you weekend need, wasn't you need long a, enough. Yeah, you need a weekend. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like it, it's one of those things where you get together in the fucking morning, yep, and you're playing until dinner kind of situation. Yeah, it's um, great fun. But I don't know. A, a lot of the board games that I really enjoy are definitely like I really like the, those little uh, escape room packs that you can mm-hmm. get. Those are fun. I'm looking forward to um, getting more of those. Um, what are the What are the other games like? Um, Red Dragon Inn is a big one. We've played a lot of Five Tribes yeah. has been on the table a few times. Something Something Asylum or like those the, basically those room building games. Uh, yeah, room building games. Um, uh, I, I can't that remember like haunting the haunting on Hill House one. Whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the Betrayal yeah. at uh, House on the Hill is fucking amazing game. Yeah, it's a yeah. great game. Um, then there's like Eldritch Horrors, I think. Eldritch Horror is really, really good. Was if good. you want to get into the Arkham Horror Cthulhu stuff, Eldritch Horror is a great one. Because yeah. it's big, it's expansive, but it doesn't take a million years. Yeah, yep. Arkham Horror is amazing, but holy fuck does that game slow down. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, um, was it I also really... Any of the werewolf games? Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I also really enjoy... Uh, what was that zombie one? Um... Uh, the zombie ones that I typically had were like Mall of Horror. No. Um, it was like a zombie survival one where you have to set your survivors, like you get survivor groups and then you have to feed them and fuck it. And it's like all in the winter. Oh, um, Dead of Winter. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't Mm. own Dead of Winter. That one's pretty good. It's fantastic. Uh, I have a similar game made by the same people that's a generational space game called Gen 7. I haven't opened that one yet. I have a pile of games I haven't opened. I have uh, The Thing, the board game, which is based on the movie The Thing and its prequel, The Thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of like a weird mix of Secret Hitler and... um, And Secret Secret Hitler being another... Good great one. game. Great game. Secret Hitler is, I think, to date, my favorite social deception game because mm-hmm. it handles a lot of the flaws of things like werewolf and so on. Like, it plays quickly. You don't get railroaded. Like, yeah. even if someone blatantly knows that someone else is a traitor, you can't prove it. Yeah. And it's really hard to get people on your side, as I proved last time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Certainly. But yeah, it, um, Shadows Over Camelot is great. Uh, there's there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, like yeah. when it comes to games, uh, my like board games specifically and tabletop games. My suggestion is, uh, first, uh, pick one with a theme that you really enjoy. 
So if you're not a big high fantasy fan, maybe go with a space themed game because and- the theme, honestly, like it sounds petty, but the theme is, is honestly something where uh, it will affect uh, how often you want to play it because when you're playing a game as much as it's the game is about the mechanics in the game the theming around it kind of like flavors the whole thing yeah you mm-hmm. want to make sure you enjoy the theme you're in which is why i don't have a whole lot of uh like history or world war based games yeah that, mm-hmm. they just don't appeal to me though axes uh, and allies will always hold a special place in my heart yeah yeah um and then uh so because the thing is in any given theme there's a shitload of games. Oh, yeah. So pick your theme. Like, if you're into sci-fi or something, go that way. If you're into high fantasy, go that way. If you really like Arkham Horror, go that way. Because the theming flavors the whole thing. And then from there, look into, like, there's some really great game companies, like Fantasy Flight uh, Games. I'd, I'd say, like, if you're not really sure about what kind of games you would be interested in you could always go to your local game shop yeah talk yep. to the guy ask, ask the guy at the counter ask the people who are there like what they like or, or if you don't like if personal interaction is difficult or local game stores are unavailable uh tabletop simulator is a online role-playing game emulator sort of virtual environment that mm-hmm. has basically every game imaginable on the workshop and I, I have, really easy to set up i have no yeah. experience with like online like board game or role playing sessions, but like I know people do use them and have had good luck. I I'm still hoping to eventually set up a board game, uh, online or or stream or or something, uh, with board gaming, role playing gaming and stuff. That's mm. that's still on my plate. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, pick a theme. Uh, generally, the really popular games are popular for a reason. Yep. Um. I mean, we've given a whole shitload of really good suggestions this entire time. Uh, and if you want specific uh, suggestions or have some themes in mind, shoot me an email and yep. we'll go over it. Uh, finishing off here, though, during the last weeks, I have been trying to find something more fitting for each of you for the episodes of uh, or the ep- this episode's Norwegian course. I've been going back to some of the episodes to listen again, but it hasn't been easy to come up with personal things for you to try. Hopefully, though, at least one of you will find the attached phrases appropriate. Oh. For now, keep up the yapping. Kind regards from Norway. Loke. Then he gives us the link to the recording. Uh, Adam is unfortunately not with us. Shall we uh, do it anyway? Because I know we didn't do it the last time either because we didn't have everyone here. Yeah, I mean, we'll still go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we were like, oh, everyone's not here. Dude. We'll, we'll try this next. And then, like, <laughs> we haven't had everybody here. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll go through Dude, it. Do yeah. we want to try Adam's here, though? Yeah. So Adam's English phrase is, I'm going to paint you a motherfucking picture. Who wants to give the uh, Norwegian a try? Let me pull up my email. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, I, uh, since I have it here, I'll try. Oh. I'll try. Jake Scalame Degad Zavelbid. Build. 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 Yegskal. Does Norway do the the trailing E like German? Uh, The trailing E? Yeah. So like like build. Yeah. Like like Porsche. If they pronounce the E's at the end of words, unlike English. I don't know. That is a perfect question for our instructor. That is a good. Well, see. I want to try, like, I want to actually listen to this. Yeah, we'll, once, we'll do it Once afterwards. we're done trying, for I'll, sure. I'll play it, and I'll, I'll run it through the mic. Because you, you could very well be right about that. 
Um, this fuck it. There we go. Jesus. Todd, did you want to give it a try? Um, I am trying to. And then you can pull try up the fucking email, but it's taking forever. Oh, okay. Let's see. <clears throat> so we're currently on Adams. Uh, I I I'm gonna say that's Yeg. Ye- I'm pretty sure that's Yeg. <laughs> yeah. I said what skull... is it? Jeg? Is that Yeg or Yeg skull maldeg at Yevla build? Yeah, it's because it's either a ya or a huh, and I can't remember which. We'll find out in the in a minute here. See, I'm just going ya because Robaz, who is Swedish and not Norwegian, uh, says yump. (laughs) 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 And they're like kind of right beside each other, so... Yeah, that, that's that's the, always good. No, it's not. But that's the closest I have to uh, go off of. Yeah. <laughs> so, this country who speaks an entirely different language uh, is in the semi in the same geographical area. Obviously, it's the same. What, what are you doing? You've what? got your you arm in there. a very particular <laughs> position there, Tal. <laughs> Sweden yeah. and Norway. They're right beside each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, just, we're just, making fun of your gesture. Just, just like you're that, Tal. not seeing. Um... Yeah, oh, you're, you're hiling the podcast. No, fucking... <laughs> For those of you who can't Shut see up. right now, you should go to YouTube and watch Tal do the hile. Yours is next. Uh, okay, so it's sorry, but we have some technical difficulties. Becklager min v are oh my god, technisk problemer. Problemer. I mean, yeah, that sounds. Becklager min v har technisk problemer. Becklager min v har Technisk problemer. Yes. Yep. Beklager. Mivi heart. Techniques problemer. I do like mine. Mine is just people are pissed off. <laughs> folk or forbanet. Yeah, folk or forbanet. 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 That sounds very German. <laughs> forbanet. Forbanet. Uh, I mean, that could just be what I'm inferring on this. And for me, it was, I have many board games, as was literally just demonstrated. <laughs> we spent a good deal uh, talking about Terhag Manja Bretterspil. Bretterspil? 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 Did they roll their R's? Bretterspil? Okay, I, I, can't, I can't wait anymore. I have, to, I have to open the link. Okay, so there's two in here. Uh, here, I'll, so I'm going to play is... through the headphones so that the chat can hear. and I'll, I'll cut this in when I actually do it. Assuming I ever do. Adum, I'm gonna paint you a motherfucking picture. In Norwegian, jeg skal male dig et jævla bilde. Okay, so they do do the E. Sorry, but we have some technical difficulties. And in Norwegian, beklager, men vi har tekniske problemer. Okay, that wasn't terrible. People are pissed off. And in Norwegian, folk are forbannet. That was a var. Books. I have many board games. And in Norwegian, jeg har mange brettspill. Uh, I feel like I'm listening to a Rosetta Stone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, no, the the thing that I find the most interesting about the Scandinavian languages. Is that the is the intonation? Yeah, and is, that that's one of the hardest things to get. It's it's so mm. bouncy, mm-hmm. like 
da 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 like they they kind of have that rhythm going on absolutely yeah. and it, it and it goes up and down and up and down and so it i don't know it, it's got this sort of bouncy cadence to everything yep yeah that is so hard to imitate um let's see where is what what it was just here i was literally uh, just, not I just anymore. filed it yeah it's gone because <laughs> you know keeping the inbox clean is cool is good management <laughs> i think at this point though thank you loki by the way for yes. the lessons we love them very educational do. and enjoyable yeah. um we will uh we will always continue with these for now though i think it is time to go to bed so that i can go to bed time to go the fuck to sleep all right well we'd like to thank omari and scream fox for the logo and the music uh, very big thank you to all of our listeners. If you're watching on YouTube right now, be sure to hit the like and subscribe button. If not, well, fuck you, I guess. Uh, big thanks to all of our patrons. If you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, please feel free to uh, never talk to us. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> we don't like visitors. Yeah. Uh, no, we have. Uh, you can go to our website, unfurled.net. We got contact forms. Uh, we got. You know, Twitter. Have and, we linked to our uh, sound, not SoundCloud, the, Spotify? Uh, Spotify yet? I don't think so. Oh, we mm. should do that. Um, and then uh, yeah, there's links to all of our shit, including a Telegram chat. We like likes. Yeah. We like reviews. We like iTunes. Uh, um, what else? Oh yeah, or you can send us an email to us at unfurled.net. That's the one. Anyway, what's our night. Patreon? Patreon.com slash unfurled. Oh, yeah. Huge thank you to our patrons. Yes, oh, thank yeah. you very thank much. Thank you patrons. very much. What's the next piece of equipment we're buying? Uh, I don't know. Have maybe we figured an, that out yet? Maybe was an it, editor? Wasn't it scissor stands? Maybe maybe some fucking wallpaper? I, I think we need to order an editor first because holy fuck, I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Good night. Good night. You tire us. Daddy's going to go to sleep right after he goes out for a pack of smokes. <laughs>